I'm Cape. And I'm Drew. We're just two former student athletes who understand the game. Not just on the court. But in life. At the end of the day, we just want to help. Today's athletes and former just trying to find their way. It's bigger than sports. This, this is the, the Cape, Cape and Drew podcast. podcast the, the real, real TikTok. TikTok. What's up, everybody? I'm Kate. I'm Drew. And we back for episode 19. Um, and this show is called Truth Hurts. Um, and it's, it's basically entitled that because of a player named Jalen Hurt, um, former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurt. Uh, you know, he had a great performance this past Saturday uh, against Houston. and um, you know, he actually had a uh, – he led the nation with a career-best 508 yards of total offense in his first game as an Oklahoma starter quarterback this past uh, Sunday. Um, and I know you kind of know his background a little bit better than I do, so explain explain the, the testimony of this dude. Man, when you – this is like a true – I know we talk about – make jokes about, like, thug tier, like – this is like a thug tier, man, because, y'all, he was at Alabama. Um, he started ever since he got there, first two years. In his junior year, you know, he kind of had – he he wasn't playing bad. It was just that he didn't have that – like, they just had – he didn't have that spunk to him. And there was a guy behind him who had a lot of hype coming in. And, you know, of course, they're still winning, so it's not like – you know, you're winning and you're still putting the bouquet numbers, so you're not like the guy's not about to take your spot right then, right? Right. It's, it makes a national championship game, I think. Yeah, national championship game. And they basically had to bench Jalen, like they had to. Uh he wasn't he wasn't playing great, but he wasn't playing like horrible. So Tua comes in, Tua Tua Clover. Like he had a crazy name. He's nice, right? Not they go the game goes in overtime, such and such. Tua throws a, like, walk-off-the-field, game-winning touchdown. Mind you, he was a freshman. <laughs> so I was like, that dude, Jalen's not playing no more. Like, he's not playing anymore. And uh, there was the crazy thing was, like, after that, on all, like, media outlets, they were like, yo, that he's got to transfer. He got to transfer now. Like, it's over. It's a wrap. Like, people have been, throwing, been saying the whole time that he can't throw the ball. So now you got this guy that came into the national championship game was slinging it all over the field through a walk-off touchdown for the win. <laughs> There's no way this guy's playing anymore. And so I was thinking, like, yeah, man, he's about to transfer. Like, shoot, I feel you. He, got a, he already won a national championship, so he stays that next year. And basically, he's, like, playing behind Tua. And so he stays, he graduates, and then, you know, then he transferred. Then this year, you know, he's – well, it's only one game, but still, just to see him do that, to take, we're going to dive into, like, yo, yeah. dealing with that. Yeah. <laughs> and having, like, that that mental toughness to really, like, go somewhere else. I mean, only, even though it's only one game, there's going to be dudes this this whole season that won't account for six touchdowns. <laughs> uh, and, and, look, just to put things in context, like, this dude was 26-2 and two mm -hmm. as a starter, starting quarterback at – Alabama. It's not like he was borderline and they were they over recruited or they recruited over him. This dude was winning and mm -hmm. and got his spot taken away from him from a true freshman or freshman. And like I'm thinking about the mindset that I would have had 
if I had taken a team to two national championships, one two national championships, right? One two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know they least won one. I know they least won one. But they went to the championship game twice. So in most cases, you're golden. Like they're trying to figure out like where your statue is going to be built after you graduate. Mm-hmm. But he get his he gets his spot taken, and then I just remember I'm not a football guy. I just remember the conversation uh, leading up to that season because he did decide to stay, and they were talking about Coach uh, Saban was talking about how they would have like a two quarterback uh, system. Yeah. I remember talking to you. Never and, works. <laughs> never works. You told me he's like, man, buddy, got to transfer. <laughs> he got to go. Man, got to. I was just I think about this though. So imagine. Like, dang, man, he got a, he got a spot taken. But imagine this though. Imagine all throughout the year, he got he's looking over his shoulder <laughs> because any England, anytime something goes array astray, they're looking at him like, yo, man, I mean, you got a tight leash, man. Like, we got this guy, we got this stud over here. Yes. <laughs> Alabama's a lot, it's a lot of pressure, Alabama. Like, it's not uh, you know, it's not just a typical, you know, school. So they're expected to win every year. It was like, yo, I mean, two, but, you know, what's better than two? Three. <laughs> so, <laughs> I felt like, yo, man, that's – I'm just I'm just giving him all the praise just for – he never said anything crazy. He never even looked like he was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. He just, like, was happy to be there and was going to give all he had while he was there. Yeah, and I think I think what Buddy, uh, the left-handed dude – what's his name? Hawaiian? What are you from? Hawaiian? Yeah. Tua Kalova, something like that? Yeah, I can't ever pronounce his name. I can try on air. But uh, <laughs> I remember he got hurt in the championship game. Yep. This dude comes in and makes like two or three plays yep. in the game. It was the conference. conference championship, right? Very next, The very next year against the team that they played the previous year in the national championship that he got benched for, right? And so then he comes in. Gets the redemption, wins the game for him, takes him to the national championship. I feel like two was started than that national championship. I feel like he was back, back starting. But it was just like, yo, man, I got to be honest, man. If that was me, I don't want to say that I would soak, but I definitely would have been like, yo, how about I throw these in your face? <laughs> yeah, we need you. We need you. I would have been like, man, get out of here. So, I, I just. I'm just glad because I, I almost forgot that he transferred. Um, to I was waiting to see what he was going to do this year. I, yeah, was I, wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. And so when his name came across the ticker, I was like, oh, oh, he had three touchdowns in the first half or something crazy. Mm-hmm. When I found that he had six touchdowns, three throwing, three running, broke the broke the record for at the Oklahoma, which is not a slouch school in football. Yeah, yeah. He went from Alabama to uh, – Freaking FSU, or, or, yeah. or, or no, <laughs> no disrespect. I mean, he went to a st- another powerhouse and yep. put in the crazy work. We were like, it was like, like I was, I was following. Like, yeah, he's about to do where I didn't know what he was gonna do. I was just like, yo, I just want to see what he, what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, most times, man, we follow guys that hoop that transfer, right? And it's not a whole, when we see guys like really excel, we be like, damn, and we're kind of happy for him. Like I remember. When James White transferred from Florida to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, you think about other guys who like transferred and had like really good careers. You're like, man, yo, shit, much respect, yo. Happy for you, yo. <laughs> Happy for you, fam. Right. <laughs> you know, we know what it feels like when you're not happy and when you don't feel wanted. 
We know exactly what it feels like. What's Buddy's name? We talked about him the other day, man. He was at NC State. I think he transferred to Kentucky or vice versa. Point guard. Oh, um, um, Ryan Harold. Ryan, Ryan Harold. And all my NC people out there, y'all remember Ryan Harold was nice, was was mm-hmm. sweet, had crazy handles. High school highlights are crazy. And he transferred from NC State to Kentucky, right? I feel like he did. Yeah, I feel like he did. Yeah, yeah. He did that. And I remember John Calipari, they had like a little uh, documentary on the, on the team leading up to the season. I remember Calipari told them, told everybody in the gym, like, hey, there's a certain level here. Like, if you can't, if you can't play here, you just – if you're not good enough, you just don't play. <laughs> That's just Man, no. and uh, he said, like I feel like uh, a cardinal thing that all athletes need to remember. Man, that dude Harold was like, I mean, you know, he told me from the jump, he was all like, you know, I want you, but I don't need you. <laughs> That's exactly what he said, and that goes to the title of the show: "The Truth mm-hmm. Hurts." Because Man. I know, I know, uh, just being told you're not good enough or not, or being told that people at your same position are better than you. Like mm-hmm. that happened to me. You remember they, they was like, yo, those and Donnie is better than you right now. And I had to eat that, but it was, the, it was the truth. <laughs> you remember, uh, you remember my freshman year, sophomore year, <laughs> we just kicking it in the coach office. And uh, one of the assistants was up there. We was in their study hall. And uh, I was LeBron's first game. Mm-hmm. And we Something we're like, dang man, he's like, he's only 18. The coach is all like, yeah, man, and he's way better than you. <laughs> we just looked at him like, damn, coach. I mean, I know, but okay, all right. right. Thanks, uh, thanks for creeping up my day a little bit. <laughs> uh, I remember that like it was night day because I remember thinking like I was mad, but at the same time, I was like, "Hey, he's right." <laughs> yeah, because we were like, "We were like, yo, LeBron, sorry, man. We we knew he was nice." <laughs> yeah. And I think we talked about it on the previous episode when my uncle said, "You know, after your freshman sophomore year in college, if you were good enough, you're already be in the league anyway." Mm-hmm. And that's the yeah. truth. And I think I was a junior at the time. I heard him. So I was like, "Oh, yep." You start really thinking about things. I remember, man. That uh, that conversation that you have with whoever that's in your corner or whoever you kind of like trust as far as like what you're thinking about doing, mm-hmm. you prepare for what they tell you. <laughs> because I remember asking one of the coaches, I was like, hey, you know, do you think I'm good enough to play here? And he kind of went down like a spill of like, okay, this is what you got, this, this is what you got here. Here's your game, here's where you fit in. And honestly, man, it did not make me think like, oh yeah, I got this. <laughs> It really made me like, damn, I like you here, but I do not, like, I don't even see myself playing. Yeah, yeah. That's, you got to be honest with yourself. That's a tough conversation to have with yourself, but it's definitely, you got to have it. You got to have it. And uh, shoot, I mean, thank God he told you those things because you went on and we talked about, we got to laugh about it, but it's amazing how, like, you transferred, you had a great career there, but then you met your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I was Greek. You met some great mm-hmm. people. So, like, what if he would have sugarcoated and said, "Man, if you just do X, Y, Z, like gave you that hope, would you you would have stayed?" And who knows, right? I would have stayed there. I probably would have been at uh, probably would have been at um Central Corrections Prison. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably lost it, <laughs> man. Cause yeah, man, it was 
it's it it hurts, man. Like like that for real song, man. The truth, man. At first, man, it's gonna it's gonna make you mad, but then it's gonna set you free, though. It's really gonna set you free because I can remember those feelings of this is why I really gave hurts a lot of credit, man. Because lost a spot, right? Didn't sulk, didn't do anything crazy. Kept working hard. That whole next year, he's not playing. He's still grinding graduates and I just remember when I decided in my mind like yeah I'm not gonna play and I need to transfer I didn't feel like leaving my room <laughs> so the fact that he was able to do all that and still kind of keep a smile on his face still kind of keep you know his head on a positive like that's what really makes me like yo man he's he's got it <laughs> and I don't even know to play in the league like that but just the fact that he's been through all that that mental toughness part yes He's definitely, I salute him too. And I just want to quote something Nick Saban said. He said, I think that Jalen set a great example when he was here. He was a good leader. He was a good performer. And I also think when things didn't go his way, he showed a lot of character as a person to continue to try to improve himself and do everything he could help his team, everything he could do to help his team. And in this day and age, you don't often see that. But I think it was, Really, really good example on his part. And because he did it that way, when he got an opportunity, he was able to do extremely well and actually won us the SEC championship game. And um, in quote, to your point and to his point, like I, I only think he was able to perform that way in that game because he kept a positive attitude. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I'll pick on myself for a minute. I remember times when, and you know this, we laugh about it, but I remember times where it was like the end of the game. And when I was in school and coach looks down and says, you know, Julian, go in. And I'm like, I'm looking at him like, man, don't put me in. <laughs> like looking at him, and literally one time he was like, you don't want to go in? And I was looking like, whatever. I started checking my warm up. Like, I remember checking in the game. And I told somebody, I said, man, don't throw me the ball. I remember that game. Remember that game? <laughs> I said, don't throw We me thought the you ball. were joking. Yo. You were like, serious. I said, you throw me the ball, I'm going to throw it the stand. I took it. When I read that quote, I said, man, I wonder if, and I tried, though. I will say I tried to have the right attitude. Mm-hmm. But I think that one game, it was just a, it was just a, it's a bad day. Some things must yeah. have happened. And I just remember thinking, maybe if I had had this, the Jalen Hurt, <laughs> my yeah, yeah. would I have been ready in those moments and maybe things would have changed. But I don't know. Who knows? We'll never know now. <laughs> yeah, I, I give him credit, man, just because it just it just gives that that inkling to it's like, you know, coaches be like, you know, you always got you gotta stay ready, stay ready, stay ready. And the fact that he did all that, man, you know. At that level. At that level, it gives credit to, like, you know, it solidifies, okay, he's at Alabama for a reason. <laughs> so, he, like, just the fact that he stayed, he stayed ready, he did not let it get him down. Cause just imagine if he'd have been sulking, went in there and would have blew it. <laughs> he probably would have not even came back. They probably would have, like, released him. They probably would have benched him, like, all of that. If he would have came in there with, like, just that attitude, like, man, whatever. But I give I give a lot of credit to him, man, for just taking all that, 
and coming in and saving the day. <laughs> saving the day and 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 because man, he that could have went left. Like not only like on the field, but mentally, yes. emotionally, he could have because a lot of athletes, a lot of people, they don't know how to cope with stuff. So I don't know his mother, I don't know his father, don't know who raised him, but whoever raised him would be that kind of dude. Kudos. Yeah. Kudos to yeah. them. Man, I'm just thinking, man. You think about now in your job today, if somebody came in there, but hey, man, <laughs> your services are no longer needed. <laughs> we would be like, what? <laughs> be blown. <laughs> and, and like I told you, like I told you when I talk about it, it's not that because my situation at that time at the job, I didn't necessarily like the job. So it wasn't like I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I'm losing my passion. I'm losing my da da da. It's that rejection. And so mm-hmm. you have that moment where you get so angry and you're looking like, I'm not good enough anymore. And so you sulk for a little bit. You kind of just go into a, like, just a kind of a shell. Like, you can't believe this happening. And I mean, and, and for him, I think he's like 22, 23. Yep. So he, yep. he's still like developing. He's still like living a little bit. So I be think about this too, huh? Well, I said think about this too. So when I transferred, right, I'm coming back, and I would say seventy percent of it's like, yeah, I'm about to really, you know, get my get my shot, right? But thirty percent of that was uh like people were thinking, man, I knew he wasn't good enough to play there. Or the coaches were like, yeah, he wasn't good enough to be here. Or, you know, it was some – and the crazy thing was no one was even saying this to me, but it was just a fact that I was thinking this. <laughs> and I was like, man, like that really – because, you know, when I transferred, it was during that Christmas break, so you had a lot of downtime. <laughs> and that's all that I was thinking. Like, man, everybody's just going to think, like, yeah, I knew he wasn't good enough to play there. Or – Folks has been like, yeah, I'm glad he's gone, man. Shoot, this is another roster spot, guys. <laughs> so and you transferred closer to home, so mm-hmm. you went around yep. people. Like your people was in yep. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's it definitely weighs on you mentally, man. Definitely. Yeah, um, and I know uh, the we just talked about it, but the the mental toughness, and I think a part of him, and he'll never say this, probably because of class and character. But you know, part of him wants was wanting to ball out or wants to ball out to prove Nick Saban wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the great Nick Saban. <laughs> prove him wrong. And I and I can respect that. I mean, I think he's gotta have that chip on his shoulder for him to be successful because he probably if you go to his locker room, he probably got like a picture of Nick Saban. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'll be honest, man, when when I transferred, it was my like ultimate goal. To like somehow like play VCU in like some exhibition game or somewhere, right? <laughs> but I mean, it didn't happen. But that, I thought about that a lot. <laughs> you want to try to have fifty? Yeah, I'm shooting every time. I don't care if I miss. <laughs> um, I know you put a note on here to talk about that. Alabama people were saying that he probably wouldn't make it to the NFL, and now people are saying he's a sure lock. Is that true? Is that what's going on? So. It wasn't like uh, like Alabama people as far as like, you know, they were like hating them or anything. It was just more so like uh, the Mel Kepper like draft or, you know, saying like, you know, all that stuff, the mock drafts. And they didn't really have him down as being like a surefire, like 
uh, all pro quarterback in the NFL, they were like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We can, he, he can't really throw the ball, <laughs> but man, now after the first week, they talking about, man, this dude, he's a, he's a lock for Heisman or he's a, he's a surefire like first round pick. And it's just like, man, it's early, early, but I really hope he continues with that. The fact that he, yeah, the last two Heisman's were from Oklahoma, right? And they didn't do what he just did. So I kind of feel like, man, it's, it's, he's doing something. He's got, a, he's got some kind of shot. Yeah. And at Alabama, man, they didn't even, they didn't look at him like that at all. They looked at him as more, I felt like maybe like a game manager. Mm. But man, you see the stats, of Oklahoma, man, he was out there slinging it. He was out here running, like juking people. I didn't know he was athletic like that. Yeah, and it's a, uh, it's a, I mean, to put things in perspective for, for like real life people. I mean, how many times do you think about when a situation or a person tells you you're not good enough and, and you know good and well you're good enough, but because you're in their system or within their organization, they try to they try to box you in instead of mm-hmm. trusting you and letting your talents flourish. And, and like we always say, it takes really just one person to believe in you and let you rock out, whatever that looks like. And, yep. and, and, you know, let you do your thing. And that's, that's the thing going back to what we were talking about with this kid earlier, man, to have the mindset, mindset, the grit, the perseverance to have that mindset, like, cause he had to keep working out. That's the thing. Yeah. He had yeah. to condition. He had to keep going to the weight room and, and doing all the right little things. But it's more of a mental thing to say, Alabama's done. I'm going to Oklahoma, yeah. and I'm about to kill. Honestly, it, it really makes me just, like, keep well, – I know I brought this guy up before, man. Uh, that dude, Al Freeman from Baylor, who transferred to state, and I got to work with him. Just hearing him talk, like, yeah, man, okay. So I know this is not going to work out here, but I'm still on the team, so I still have access to all the facilities. <laughs> so I'm going to be in here night and day, like, working out, getting better. And he's like, this is my way of using them. <laughs> and I was like, man, it would have took me a while to get to that point. I don't know if I would have saw that as fast as he did or they pick up on that. But like, cause I'm happy for both of them, really, because they both had pretty great careers after they transferred. Yeah, yeah. And I, I for, for me, too, man, again, just trying to keep this as I know we found out just recently we got some listeners that don't necessarily play sports, play sports. Yeah, yeah. So, but they still enjoy the podcast. So just want to keep it is for everybody, all our listeners, I'll share something. I mean, I recently just started a new job this year. And part of the reason I left my former job was for some of the same reasons. Like you feel boxed in, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you feel like you, you're not able to grow. And so, but within that, you still do the little things. You still come to work on time. Yeah. Still like the time I was in school which kind of helped me see the big picture actually. So I was going to class, going to work, still supervising, still having a positive attitude. And I could have easily, I see people do it. Things ain't going right with work. It's kind of like, kind of like every day, just you're not giving your best effort. Or doing yep. Yep. And you end up hurting yourself ultimately when <laughs> you do that. You know, it's so crazy we say that now. We hit, we used to hear that growing up. We'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but now we're like, yep, you do. You definitely do. You're hurting yourself because 
it's like it's like you're creating bad habits and so when opportunity comes you can't just turn that switch on and off man like you can't just turn it on and off guys no man imagine this man so this is for the non-athletes right so uh imagine your freshman year maybe in high school varsity coach says to you man hey man um such and such injured, such and such not going to be here. We want you to come practice with the varsity team over Christmas break. How hyped would you be? Like, you would get there no matter what, right? So I had, uh, like, something happened with my job and to where, like, they were like, hey, we need you to sit in for, like, the director's meeting. And I was just thinking, like, man, I'm doing whatever possible to make sure I'm at that meeting. <laughs> and it was like... It's the same thing as far as like, yeah, and that particular thing had nothing to do with athletics, but that same mindset, like, yo, I might not even say nothing in this meeting, but it's just the opportunity to be in there. I want them to get used to this face. <laughs> and you, and you got, hey, and you got to be ready, no matter what. Man, gotta be ready, and I'm in there too, like, just in case someone asks me something about the program. Let me make sure I got these stats ready for them. Let me make sure I got this thing ready for our calendar if anybody asks. No one asked me nothing, <laughs> but it was the fact that I had it ready. <laughs> ready. You was prepared. And uh, that's like the best feeling, too, when you get, uh, you get invited to a space. Like, like you said, you get called up to varsity. And you mm -hmm. might not get to shoot one shot. But now, to your point, you've been in the room with the decision makers. You, yep. get, you get a preview of what they do in these meetings. And so now, I mean, I look at it like, I always, like, for instance, I don't know if y'all do this at your institution, when, I, like, if there's a, a high position, um, administrative position, and you have uh, people that are coming to interview, an email mm -hmm. goes out to everybody on campus or everybody in that department to come see them present. Yeah, yeah. Those emails. And it don't have, sometimes it ain't got nothing to do with my line of work. But I go to see people mm. because I'm I'm picking up little things they do. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like two or three positions maybe ahead of mine or bigger than mine. Yep. But I'm I'm in my mind. I'm like, let me go see how they talk about X Y Z. Oh, the crazy thing was so the way my vice chancellor like leads or opens up her meeting. Like other people may do this, but like she lets each department say you know whatever they have going on kind of like an announcements thing but it's kind of like you know if if anything's on your heart now's the time type to talk about it right and so mind you i'm thinking like damn man i kind of like that vibe i like how this is going i try to incorporate to my class like as far as like you know i bring in my students like hey man you know just want to open up the floor if anything's going on anybody you know let me know what's going on with y'all how's everything going and just to kind of practice those little things those little nuggets <laughs> Yes, that's dope. You do that too. That's called that's called transformational leadership. <laughs> let you let people run their own ship. You're showing interest in them in what they do you, because you should be as a leader. Mm -hmm. Whether you're teaching or or running a department, you need to listen to the people you're serving. Ultimately, yep. Um, yep. And you can't you can't lead unless you have real dialogue and really show some kind of you know like you give it you know what you know what yeah I mean? yeah and she that's cool she does it I, my vc does the same thing and it just kind of sets the tone like 
this isn't just about me. It's not just about yep. what I see. What do you all see? How can I better support and serve in your area? Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I wish more people understood the concept of that style of leadership instead of that dictatorship or being a tyrant, man, trying to inject in fear into people. Uh, man. Because they're, they're even, insecure. Dog, even sitting around that table, man, it's so crazy. This, this, this is a little off topic, but you know the whole Antonio Brown situation right now, right? Like the Raiders about to suspend him, blah blah blah. They did for two games already. Or they? Oh, you got a star they, player. They didn't suspend them. They didn't suspend them. They fined them. Excuse me. They fined them. Okay. The money, but go ahead. So I remember listening to this uh, sportscaster man. He was all like, "Yo." You gotta be transparent, man. When he's about, I'm, this is Steve Young talking now, right? One of the greatest quarterbacks of all the time. When I was with the 49ers, man, our general manager came in. He's like, hey, Jerry Rice, stand up. <laughs> Jerry Rice stood up. He's like, I'm gonna treat him different than I treat y'all. <laughs> that's the bottom line. <laughs> like, that's Jerry Rice. Like, I'm like, so please be aware that that's happening. And like, yo, it's Jerry Rice. And so when I turn, when I look at that in the work world, man, I'll see some people who I know are pretty high figureheads. And I know people who are like, yo, you're not that person, man. But they'll look at like, hey, you know, why am I not, you know, getting the same? Or why is my voice not being heard? It's like, yo, that's the biggest thing I've taken away from that team sport. Kind of like, yo, man, everybody's not getting treated the same, okay? <laughs> like, it's not a slight against you, but like, let's just, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, and, and understand that that person, that Jerry Rice, that Steve Young, that Dominique Jones, that BC, that whatever, they earned it. It's, yeah. It's, it's just the bottom line. They've earned it. So if anything, if somebody just started out, I'd be like, if I'm a rookie and I hear the GM say that about Jerry Rice, I'm like, hey, Jerry Rice, I man, could I work out with you? Yeah. Yep. In our world, it's like whoever's getting that kind of love, hey, man, can I, can I set up a meeting with you or maybe take you mm -hmm. to lunch? Like a kind of piggy like pick your brain about how you got to this point. Yep, yep. <laughs> instead, of, instead of me being like, man, why does he get the lead on all these committees? <laughs> like, I'm thinking like, yo, how, how, how can I get you know, on a committee with that guy? And then I need to show him my work ethic. Like, I need him to see that. <laughs> but, how do I get to the yams? Yams, man, I be seeing people, I be like, yo, would you, sh you about to get fired. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, too, man. That's just, and I, I don't want to get too out of it, but people have this sense of entitlement, uh, you know, especially the younger generation. They just think that they should just have it. Um, but when you tell them that, hey, you're not that good. Enough. You're not that good. Man. You're not good enough. The truth hurts, man. The truth hurts, man. The truth hurts. Sometimes, man, sometimes people might say something to me, right? Now, your, your boys are always going to gas you up, right? Make doing big things over there. I'm like, yo, I don't even. I'm not sure all the AVCs or the VCs know my first name. <laughs> so when they, they even when they say my name, like, hey Drew, I'm thinking, hey man, that made my day. <laughs> <laughs> so just definitely on. The, it, it ain't on some like uh, big wheel stuff over here. <laughs> like I'm like, yo, so so humble, <laughs> confidently humble. That's mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Um, our main message with this episode is basically, even when things don't go your way, when you're not playing as much as you think you should, to my student athletes out there, when someone takes your spot, and it will happen, 
uh, or, or if you're in the working world and you don't receive that promotion that you, that you thought you deserved or you didn't get that raise, whatever the case may be, the point is you need to keep a positive attitude no matter what's yeah. going on um, because the alternative really doesn't have any really good results and that's having a negative attitude and sulking. Um, if anything, Jalen Hurt is a true Hurts is a true uh, testament to that man. I mean, this dude, and, and th- this is the difference between the Jalen Hurts and the rest rest of us. Everybody knows his situation. Everybody knows it. Every watch it unfold. <laughs> watch it unfold. You can't hide. In our in our situations, people might not know about you know our rejection or the things mm-hmm. we're going through. But this dude, mind you, he's 20, 21, and now he's probably like 22, 23, all of this. And so for him, again, to be able to handle this situation with class and character and integrity and still uh, have such a game the way he did uh, this past Sunday is just uh, simply amazing. And the last thing is that it's that old cliche quote, if you stay ready, you got to get ready. Mm-hmm. And as corny as that is, man, I'm telling you, and like we talked about on the previous shows, in our world, it could be as simple as taking 30 minutes a morning to read on what's yep. trending in our in our area. And that way, when the big wigs, aka VCs or, or Chancellor, brings it up, you can say, oh, I actually read that. And I just thought it was interesting that Mm-hmm. all vaping as much as they do and how they're starting in, in earth i mean it could be anything and then they anything. look at you like this dude he's all right yo and the crazy thing is man i hear people say sometimes like oh man that's 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 sweet what you're doing there and i'll be like yo this sweet i got a family <laughs> like, <laughs> you think i care if you yes yes i yes i want to progress in this field aggressively <laughs> so Please, please take note. <laughs> yes, man. And, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, you find the joy in what you do every day and trying to get to what you deem to be the top. And mm-hmm. it's just like in sports, man. Nobody says they want to play basketball and sit on the bench. You're trying to start. You're trying to be the best player. You're trying to, you're trying to break records. It's the same thing in the working world. But at the end of the day, like you said earlier, it was very good point is that you have to be honest with yourself um and if you can't do that and I think part of Jalen Hurts story is like you said he realized he said I know I just led this team to two championships or two whatever and I came in the game and saved the day for him to look himself in the mirror and say I know I did all this at this great institute did it but this dude I gotta go like you, you yep. know you know, because most people would have been like, nah, I'm going to beat him out or I'm going to do this. Yep. I was here first. Yep. That's a lot. He, of- the coach owes me. <laughs> <laughs> the program owes me. Yeah. Man. So, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great, uh, again, testimony, man. And I, I'm going to definitely be following. I'm not, who do they got this week? Who do they, who I'm they not got? even sure who they got, but I'm definitely about to be on the ticker, like checking. For him to see if it's on TV, and I'm watching. Watching, <laughs> dog, because I he's definitely I definitely got to support that kid. But um, for everybody out there, please remember to to follow us on um, Instagram at Cape and Drew Podcast. And again, if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can DM us on there or, or or comment on the many posts we have. But you can reach us at Cape and Drew Podcast at 
gmail.com. Uh, you got anything else you need to share? Um, just one quick quote, man. Get them, so, get them in the head. <laughs> those who say they can and those who say they can't are, are usually right. right. <laughs> so uh those who say they can and those who say they can't are both usually right so boom that's sick in <laughs> i'm kate i'm drew hey that was so dope i almost forgot the highest human actors to us <laughs> don't forget the highest human actors is i'm kate i'm drew all right we out we out